0: Fantasy managers, hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be going through the Guru's team selection, his Scat 11, some hot tips and some Q&A from our guests. If you're new around here, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe and comment down below what your thoughts are. fantasy managers welcome to the gurus team selection for game week eight with myself elliot craig and the fpl addict guru himself matty day we're ready for game week eight here so if you love fantasy football content don't forget to hit the like button subscribe down below and turn the notification bell on as well while you're down there so you never miss an upload and make sure that you have your say in the comments down below and let us know what you think of the gurus team selection but we'll bring in the guru now the one and only how are you
1: doing matt not too bad, Elliot. It's obviously feels like a long time since FPL. You know, I'm itching to get back into it. We've got game week eight up and coming. You know, International breaks, they're fun in their own way, but from an FPL perspective, we just want to move on to the next game week and, and get some green arrows and get some points on the board.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. And we'll get right into it now and we'll review your team from game week seven and how it went. So, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the average points and everything, did you sort of have a good week this week, Guru?
1: Yeah, look, 48 points. 10 points above the average, the average was 38 points this week. So um, I'm actually quite pleased. I think we saw some really low scores this week and to come out with 48, a green arrow. I've moved up, I think, 50,000 extra places with 48 points. So, yeah, really, really happy.
0: Yeah, you definitely take that. And just a couple of stand-up players that I can see there, Salah, Jimenez, all doing the business for you this week.
1: Salah, the king of FPL, as we say, week in, week out, you know, he gets a nice steady score. Uh, really happy with that. I was gutted I didn't captain him. Um, but Jimenez, you know, I kept the faith. I got him in on the wild card. Got that blank against Brentford. There was a few people kind of saying he wasn't a good choice. But since then, he's produced two really good scores. And, you know, the 10 points against uh, Newcastle, two assists. was unlucky not to score as well. So, yeah, really happy that he returned um, in my FPL side. So, yeah, brilliant stuff. And also, yeah. just to quickly mention, uh, sorry, Sanchez as well. You know, called him a bit of a fraud, but, you know, for four point. 5 million is what I bought him for, um, and to just get six points. You know, every now and then, is, you can't really expect much more from from a bargain basement keeper. So, happy enough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As you should be, and as you said, 50,000 points, 48 points this game. We, you've moved up 50,000 spots, sorry. That's absolutely brilliant in a 48. 48-point game week, you know, you definitely take that every single day of the week. But um, I'm interested to hear about your team selection for game week eight, Guru, because, you know, this is the time of the season where there's got to start to be changes. You know, you've got to go with those picks to to differentiate yourself from other people. So we'll start with your goalkeeper in between the sticks. You're surely not going to drop Sanchez.
1: Sanchez stays and Norwich away this week. Expect to be quite a comfortable game for him. You know, Norwich, don't score too many goals. Brighton are good at the back. Resolute defence. Uh, Sanchez stays, there's no way I'm bringing him out for this fixture. Yeah, there's definitely no reason to transfer him out
0: if you need to. You know, Norwich did get a point out last time out against Burnley, but, you know, they're still toothless in front of goal. So Sanchez is probably going to be, you know, one of the most pick keepers this, uh, this week. But we'll move on to your defence. and You've gone with a back three this week. We'll touch on the formation in just a little bit. But you start with Tino Livramento, What a player he's been so far for so many FPL teams. And, you know, you're backing him to start this week, Guru.
1: Yeah, look, he's in the lineup at the moment. Um, you know, he's got the home game. Um, we'll obviously drive into my midfield in a second. I've got a Leeds asset in there. Spoiler alert. But um, Livermento, he stays in there because even if they do concede the Leeds, he's getting forward. He's getting attacking returns. He won the penalty against Chelsea. He's come close to scoring goals as well this season in other fixtures, especially in the home games. Last time out against Wolves at home, he was close. Uh, should have scored at the near post. It was well saved by uh, the Wolves' keeper. And, yeah, I'm backing him this week. I think home game, I've got to put him in.
0: Yeah, and Rudiger, one of your recent transfers into your team, um, you know, this is really his time to shine now And Chelsea have hit this sort of green form of fixtures. You know, he's really got to be getting you points now, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, since I've had him, I got lucky with the first week. He got that last minute goal, 14 points. Then last week, disappointed. You know, he gave away the penalty very close to an assist for Lukaku last week um, and returning some points and that could have changed his whole score over the game but in the end, come out with next to nothing. And yeah, I think you're right. This is where I need to start seeing these returns from Rudiger. And it's where people want to see returns from Chelsea defenders. But yeah, slight orange uh, flag over him there. So I'm a little bit concerned, um, but fingers crossed he makes it through and starts in this fixture.
0: Yeah, Nelson Semedo rounds off your defence and, you know, he's just waiting on that that huge double-digit haul. And, you know, every single week, I think we say, you know, this has got to be his week. We thought it was going to be it against Newcastle. It wasn't. But, you know, could this week be the week, Guru?
1: Sometimes it's the weeks that you least expect. And, um, you know, this is probably one of those. I'm not expecting much out of Wolves this week. They're a very hot and cold team. Um, they're the sort of team that can just win a game, one or two nil, and then lose two or three nil the next. So... I'm hoping this Villa one is the one that they can come in and just grind a 1-0 win. Jimenez goal, clean sheet from Samedo. You know, he's getting forward in these away fixtures. He's been unlucky not to score. Um, So, yeah, fingers crossed he can do something. But, yeah, he's probably on his last legs in my team if he doesn't deliver in sort of the next couple of game weeks, unfortunately, because I do like him as an FPL asset. Um, He is attacking, but if he's not getting points, you know, it's probably time to go soon. But he gets another week.
0: Yeah, and we'll move on to your midfield guru. And uh, it does have your, your transfer of the week. And it will start with the man there, Phil Foden. We know how, you know, annoying Pep Roulette can be. You've, you've shared your annoyance so many times. So what's made you sort of go for Foden this week? You know
1: what? This is a very, very big transfer for me. I did this during the previous game week seven, uh, which I never do. So everyone who tunes into these podcasts know, you know, I do my transfers right up until press conferences. I never do them before. Whilst there's an international break on um, injuries, we've seen that. There's orange flags in my team already, but I got scared of the price rise on Foden. I was watching the Man City Liverpool game. He was unbelievable. Um He scored, but he could have had a couple of goals. Um Yotta, I looked at him and just thought, he's not going to stay in this Liverpool side. I don't think now. Had to take him out. I thought his price would drop. Got Foden in there straight away, and I've literally just had my Fingers crossed, this last couple of weeks, I hope he doesn't get injured. I'm hoping he doesn't get injured for England or doesn't play. Um, so he comes in, Burnley at home. Expect him to start with his form, but look, it is Pep Roulette. So if he doesn't start, you know, I'm hoping for at least two out of the next three fixtures is what I've sort of planned. So I always say never buy Man City assets and expect them to play every week. But this is one I really want him to play in. So, yeah, I'm excited about owning Foden, but I'm also scared.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's Man City's annual, you know, 5-0 win against against Burnley at home. So, you know, you're going to expect that if Foden's on the pitch, you're hoping that he's going to be involved with something. But you spoke about it before. Rafinha is, you know, sort of the, the can- he cancels out Livermento in a way, doesn't he, Guru? Because if Rafinha scores, Livermento's is not going to be getting the clean sheet. But obviously you spoke about Livermento's attacking, uh, you know, attributes that he's got. So Rafinha still stays in your team for this week. You're still backing him in. Two assists for Brazil uh, in their game the other night. So, you know, he's keeping up the form in the international break.
1: Definitely stays on my side. Again, I'm very scared about Rafinha because there's a short turnaround time for Brazil players to get back to England. Um, you know, I've, I've looked into it. I've even calculated the time difference between, you know, England and uh, and Brazil where he's playing. I think they're England's about four hours ahead. So by the time Rafinha gets on his eleven hour flight, you know, I think there's about eleven hours between kickoff or something ridiculous like that. So I am scared that he might not play. Um, but I do get this feeling he might jump off the plane get a little bit of rest, get down to Southampton and and get the start. So, yeah, I really need him to play this weekend because he balances out my team nicely. And like you said, got his assist for Brazil, hot on form, I think, at the moment. So really need him to play, but I'm scared that he might miss it.
0: Yeah, he's doing absolutely brilliantly for Leeds at the minute. So it will be a real shame, um, you know, to to disrupt his good form. And if he does miss this game, but a man who is not going to be disrupted with his form anytime soon sits next to him. Mohamed Salah, the king of FPL at the moment. You know, it's a no brainer at the minute. If you don't have him in your team, what are you doing? So there's no
1: surprise he's in your team, Guru. No surprise. And, um, you know, look at his ownership this week. I think he's gone up to 66% ownership or something crazy. Um, it might be 63, 63 or 66. I just want to know what the other, you know, 35% of managers are doing that don't own him. Um, yeah, don't even need to say much more on Salah. He's in the team this week, expecting goals. Loves to play against Watford as well. So um, I'd be very surprised if he blanks this week.
0: Yeah, I think that 35% have got to be Everton or, or, or Man United fans because they're absolutely crazy to not have him in. But speaking of Everton, Damari Gray rounds off your midfield. He's been a little bit disappointing in recent weeks. He just hasn't been getting the goals or the assists, but he's been playing really well. So another one where, you know, this week could be his week again, Guru.
1: I hope so. Home game. Um, he got an assist in his last home game. He's also scored uh, in a couple of other home games this season. It um, was unlucky against United, though. I thought he was very unlucky not to get an assist. He was in a lot of good positions. He just wasn't getting the ball. Um, Townsend was getting a lot more of the ball, which you know is a similar price point. And in my head, I was thinking, did I pick the wrong one? But I'm confident Gray is still going to return um, in these next few weeks. And this one could be a good one for him. So, yeah, sticking with Gray, liking his, um, liking his value. And uh, I'm happy to have him with a home fixture as
2: well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And We'll move on to your forward three. You are going to play in a 3-4-3 formation this week. And you start with Romelu Lukaku. A little bit of a worry, you know, he's got the injury cloud over him, you know, that little thigh injury or whatever, um, you know, it's saying on the, the FPL website, you know, does that sort of scare you a bit, Guru?
1: A little bit, it does. It's to have both of my Chelsea players on orange flags, you know, I wildcarded four Chelsea players um, and a couple of weeks back and they've both got orange flags. So I'm very worried. They're saying it's muscle fatigue. So would expect him to be OK for this. Chelsea needed three points. Um, you know, they need to keep winning every week. He needs to get back on the, the bandwagon of goals for Chelsea. So a little bit worried, but I think he'll pull through. But again, you know, these types of problems you get from an international break is why I always say wait till press conferences. I know I've gone against my rules this week. Had to, but it's very rare. But for other listeners, if you can hold off all the way until press conferences, please do.
0: Yeah, it's one of the you know the FPL laws. I think just wait until the final moment to make your transfers because you never know what's going to happen, especially with these international breaks. But Ronaldo again, he's been keeping up his form. He scored the other night for Portugal against Qatar. Um, so you know he sort of stays for the minute, Guru. But I know a lot of people are sort of keeping their eyes on him. You know, twelve point seven million. He's so expensive. So if he's not performing, you know, in the next couple of game weeks, I'm sure a lot of people will be taking him out. But you're sticking with him for this week.
1: Hundred percent sticking with him. Um, I looked at it and thought. Who am I going to take Ronaldo out for? Okay, I could go for Harry Kane, um, but I'm going to have to take a hit. I could go for Vardy, who's on form, but I'm going to have to take a hit. I looked at this fixture and thought Leicester are just conceding goals for fun. Uh, They've got problems at the back. If Ronaldo had scored against Everton, I think a lot of fans would have kept with him. Um, They wouldn't have transferred him out. uh, Sorry, if he'd started against Everton, I think he would have scored. And a lot of people would have been keeping with Ronaldo now. And there have been a lot of doubt in people's mind about getting rid of him. But because he was benched, a lot of people just sold him. Um, But I'm keeping him this week and I'm actually expecting maybe a double from him. I think he's going to hit this weekend big. So I'm really excited about Ronaldo.
0: Yeah, we can definitely hope and, you know, manifest that into the universe. And Raul Jimenez rounds up your 11-man squad for this game week. You know, again, it's a bit like Sally. You can't drop him off the, you know, the good performance he had against Newcastle. He was all over their defence. So, you know, it sort of explains itself, doesn't it, sticking with Jimenez?
1: Yeah, Jimenez stays, I think, now for the foreseeable future. Um, You know, he's Pivotal point at this Wolves' side now when they go forward. He's not just getting goals. All of a sudden, he's getting assists. So um, he stays. Even if he blanks this weekend, I'm not worried. I'm going to stick with him. Um, he's looking sharp again. So, yeah, liking that front three this week. And, um, yeah, confident about Jimenez in, uh, in the Midlands derby.
0: Yeah, it is a derby. We do need to remember that. So there's going to be a lot of, you know, feisty players and I'm sure Jimenez would love to get onto the score sheet. But Guru, that is your full starting eleven. Your bench is as usual. You know, you've got the backup Brighton keeper um, Marcel and Williams to come off the bench if, you know, those Chelsea players don't make it. So, you know, you've got some bench cover for this week. So that can sort of alleviate a couple of your stresses around the Chelsea assets, do you reckon?
1: I think so. Obviously, Marcel to come in there if if Rudiger doesn't play. Um, you know, the same for Lukaku. Rafinha, you know, my, my kind of Ideal situation would be you know, the 11 to play. But if one of them did to miss um, and it was Rafinha, then Marcel can just slot in, go to a back four of a four-three-three. 3, three. Um, That's probably what I think might happen. I think Rudiger and Lukaku are going to pull through. Um, and then someone like Williams didn't start last time out. So I'm a little bit more concerned. Um, but again, you know, that game could be nil-nil. They could throw Williams in there. I could somehow, you know, score six points off my bench maybe from from that if there's injuries. But yeah, I've got a couple of options so. Um, I'm not too concerned there.
0: Yeah, and Salah as the captain, it's a fairly obvious choice at the minute. You know, it was the the big toss-up between Salah and Ronaldo two game weeks ago. A lot of people didn't go with Salah last game week and they went with Ronaldo. You've switched it this week. Salah for you, you know, Watford away. He loves scoring against Watford. It's it's a no-brainer this week.
1: No words needed. You spot on there, Elliot. No-brainer. Captain on Salah. Wouldn't be on anyone else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's a really strong starting eleven that you've got, Guru. And the bench cover there should, you know, put you in great stead for this game week. But, you know, you must be so excited. FPL's nearly back, Guru. It's been a long, long international break. We can't wait for it. You know, how are you feeling?
1: Can't wait. You know, these breaks just drag and they go on for so long. And, yeah, can't wait for it to all start again. You know, we've got the big fixture first up, Watford v Liverpool. So, yeah, really excited and hopefully some FPL points. Yeah
0: and we won't waste any more time we'll get right into it as it says there on screen scout 11 the best starting 11 within the 100 million budget so we'll just have a quick look at how you went last week guru you know there was a lot of hype around this team and you know it was a fairly disappointing game week for a lot of fpr managers 30 points this week you know are you disappointed with that
1: you know it was a really poor score it was actually below the average it's the first time that's happened this season um in the scout 11 I was you know very disappointed but then how often do we get a 38 point average? I think if there's going to be a week to get below the average, you know, this is the one. And you now I've got to look at the team and think, didn't expect Ronaldo to blank. Didn't expect Rafinha to, to blank. Didn't expect Alonso to, you know, not start. Rudiger to not keep a clean sheet, no returns from West Ham. Yeah. It's uh, when Pope, you know, Pope's one of your, your second highest returns, then, um, you know, you've know, you know that it's a really low average. So, um, yeah, disappointed, but I think this was the game week where, you know, 30 points, you know, it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people would definitely have taken 30 points this week, you know, with how some people went. But on to bigger and better things. We'll move on to this week's Scat 11, Game Week 8, as it says there, best starting 11 within the 100 million budget. So, Guru, we'll get right into it. Who have you gone with in between the sticks?
1: Sanchez is in. You know, we've, we have labelled him an FPL fraud at times, I think, because. You know, he's in so many people's teams and he was hyped up so much at the start of the season. You know, he's had a couple of games where he's not kept clean sheets when we expected. But I think for his price, you've got to look at that fixture. You've got to look at how strong Brighton have looked this season overall. I think Sanchez is the best keeper this this week.
0: Yeah, and, you know, the team that usually plays Norwich is, uh, you know, going to be... In, in contention for the, the keeper for your scout 11 quite often, but as you said he's been clowned a lot this season for being an FPL fraud, you know, me and you have said it a lot on our podcast, but, you know, this week against Norwich, you're expecting big, big things from him, so I think that's a really good pick for your goalkeeper. Who Who's in your defence then today, Guru? It's going to be interesting you've gone with a back three, as we can see, and you've gone with Ruben Diaz, he was so good for Man City last season, and, you know, that they're keeping clean sheets again this season, their defence is solid, so it's no wonder that you've gone with him, Burnley at home, you know, it's a bit of an obvious Choice isn't
1: it? Yeah, look, it was. It's always suffered Man City, and I just thought for Scout Eleven this week, within the budget, I'm going to pick someone who is usually nailed to start under the pet roulette, and I thought it's going to be Diaz. Burnley at home, normally a mandatory clean sheet, so it has to be in there. Yeah, it's their annual
0: 5-0 thrashing of Burnley. So I can definitely understand why you've got him in there. And, you know, who knows? He could, you know, get up for a corner or a set piece and, you know, get himself on the score sheet as, um, you know, he hasn't done too much in a Man City shirt, but, you know, he's definitely capable of doing. But you've gone with Christensen as your second defender and you've obviously got Rudiger in your main team, on your team selection, as you said. But, you know, what's sort of the, the difference here? Is it just because Christensen's that little bit cheaper and he just enables you to get a couple more premiums in?
1: That's it. You know, his price... This team you're gonna see when we see the rest, there's a few heavy hitters in this side this week. And Christensen, you know, just I think he's about five point one now. Um and he kind of fitting like a glove with his price. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking with his Chelsea team, you know, the way they rotate, maybe this is the week Christensen gets his start again because played a lot of games at the start. He's had a couple of gaps where he's not featured. I think this is the one where he's gonna start again. So yeah, price point for him, get that Chelsea defender on the books because um you know Brentford's a tough game, but I can see Chelsea still winning that one, maybe one or 2 nil.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Ben White rounds off your back three. And, you know, Arsenal have risen from the dead this season. And, you know, they're sort of getting their season back on track. They're stabilising at the back a lot as well. So, you know, is it time to, you know, go with these Arsenal assets in your defence, Guru? You've obviously gone with Ben White, so you've got to have some sort of faith in them. So what was your thought process behind picking him?
1: Yeah, you know what, I think with Ben White, he's had some big points in the last uh, few games. I think he's had about 19 points in the last month. You know, so it's phenomenal stuff. Home game against Crystal Palace, you know, he's, he's still cheap. He's about 4.4 million. Again, a bit of an enabler in there. It's going to give me more money in the other positions. So I think uh, he rounds it off quite nicely. And uh, for 4.4 million, you're not going to get much better uh, in FPL currently.
0: No, absolutely not. And, you know, a really strong back three for this game week, definitely. We'll move on to your midfield now, Guru, and see who you've gone with there. You've gone with a midfield five, which, you know, to do this season in FPL with how expensive all the midfielders are, you've started with Mohamed Salah, speaks for himself, doesn't he?
1: Don't even think I need to say anything about Mo Salah right now. You know, unreal. Um, Watford's his team as well. You know, a few years back, he got four goals and assists against Watford. I think it was the highest FPL single score potentially in history um absolutely ridiculous you know scores goals for fun against everyone but in particular Watford so yeah Salah yeah there's nothing else I need to say Yeah, he's definitely,
0: you know, essential to have this week. And if you don't have him, I think you're going to be looking down, you know, the barrel of a red arrow, unfortunately. But De Bruyne is the second one you've gone with. And I think it's the first time, you know, you've had De Bruyne in your Scout 11 um, this season. You know, there hasn't been too much discussion around him. He's been injured for a little bit, you know, in and out of this Man City team. But Burnley at home, you know, this is his week, isn't it? You know, it's his coming of age for this season. You know, he's going to get it on track. He scored against Liverpool. So, you know, big hopes against Burnley, Guru.
1: Yeah, look, 2% ownership at the moment he's just a brilliant, brilliant option. I can see him coming out getting at least a goal and an assist and big points in this. He got rested for Belgium as well um, last night in their qualifier, he didn't play. So I think he'll be back uh, ready to play, ready to fire against Burnley, you know. Man City's yearly 5-0 win. So, um, yeah, De Bruyne, I think, brilliant differential this week. And, you know, that's why there was that cheaper defence. It enables to... You know, to have the likes of Salah and De Bruyne together in midfield.
0: Yeah, and joining them is heung Son, who definitely isn't cheap himself, but Newcastle away this week. You know, their defence has looked pretty, pretty torrid all season. So it's a fairly obvious choice. You know, you're expecting his injection of pace in that Spurs side is going to cause them quite a few troubles, Guru.
1: I think so. And I think the great thing about having Son in, you know, a scout Eleven or in your own team is he's now out of position FPL asset. So he's classified as a midfielder, but he's a striker, really. You know, left wing forward or what, you know, whatever you want to call him, but, you know, he operates across that whole front three. Um, he's got to be in there. But the fixture's not that easy this week. Obviously, I know Newcastle, and you'd know being a big Toon fan yourself, there's been the big takeover. Um, you know, the whole city of Newcastle is excited right now. Um, so I think that's going to, you know, really spur Newcastle on to potentially a victory. But Spurs got a few players out as well with the, uh, potentially with these South Americans that might not get back in time. So it does worry me a bit, but. I do think if Spurs score, Son's going to be involved so I think he's got to be in there. It's a green it's a green fixture after all
0: it is mate but you know a fully packed St James's Park all the tickets are sold out might change that and you know first game of a new era for the club so it's going to be an interesting one to see how that one goes I'm still back in Son though and I think he's a really good pick for your team this week but Kai Osaka, um, you know Crystal Palace at home he's been brilliant for Arsenal this season brilliant for England you know in their international break as well so you know it's, it's a good pick you know he's sort of that, that cheaper enabler sort of price so you know you can have those three premiums that are lined up right next to him can't you so it's a really good pick for this this week, Guru?
1: Yeah, I think he is, you know, a home game. um I looked at the Threat, so at the 252 FPL midfielders, he's number 15 for Threat and he's only 6.3 million so, you know, what a great choice. 11.4% ownership. You know, I think it could be a big week for Saka. Um, you know, a London derby as well. I think it'll be quite an open game. Vieira returning to Arsenal with Palace. I think he, he'll want to play, you know, an open brand of football. Uh, I think it'll be quite a, you know, quite a good game. So, um, yeah, Saka, I think he's a pretty um, pretty good choice.
0: Yeah, and Curtis Jones is probably the most outlandish pick of this midfield. Definitely, he doesn't exactly fit in, you know, with the other four assets that are in the team. But, there's, you know, can understand why you've picked him. He's cheap, you know, he's been getting in that Liverpool team. And, you know, he's scoring goals for them, scored against Brentford, didn't he? So, you know, it's a, it's a good pick and he's cheap, isn't he, Guru? That's why he's there at the end of the day. He's cheap and he's got that threat, doesn't he?
1: That's it. And, you know, I looked at the Scout 11 and I thought, I need to try and get... Couple of Liverpool players in there. I tried to get defenders in. I couldn't afford them because you've got the three premiums of De Bruyne, Salah, and Son. So I thought, who can I get in? It's got a good fixture. Curtis Jones. He's been playing. He's got 15 points in two games. He's not 0.3% owned. Um, loves it. He loves a shot at goal. Um, gets the audience. obviously he's got assists and goals in the last two games. So yeah, I think he's a great choice. If you're on a wild card, um, you know, put him in at the moment. He could stay in this Liverpool side for. The foreseeable future, you know, Tiago's fitness is so up and down. Um, I think he's a great rotation option right now, um, and why not get on him while he's on form. Yeah, he's a huge
0: enabler on FPL at the minute. So you've heard it there from the guru. First, if you can, you know, try the best to get him in, in your team while he's still on form. But we'll move on to your your forward two that you've gone with today, guru, with your three-five-two formation. And you're starting with Romelu Lukaku. There's a big injury worry over him. You know, not too sure. Timo Werner's found his way into form somehow on the international break, so you know they can sort of afford to rest Lukaku for this week. But you know, Lukaku going to be ready to go, isn't he? he the flat-trap bully, as you call them, against these, these lower league opposition teams. So, you know, you're going to hope in that he's start and you're going to hope that he's going to return there. So are you confident that he is going to get the start, Guru?
1: You know, what I was until you just mentioned Werner and Werner's form, and I thought, mm, you know, there's a bit of doubt there, but I don't know if Chelsea can solely rely on Werner right now. So that's what I'm going to stick with, is maybe they still can't quite rely on Werner. Um bit of muscle fatigue for Lukaku. You know, he's, a, he's an absolute beast. He should be fine. Um, come in and play against Brentford. And, you know, these are the teams that... I know Brentford are a good side and they've started really well. You know, I mean, they've looked really good at the back. But, you know, I think sometimes Chelsea might just have that little bit too much for them. And I think these are the sort of teams Lukaku, you know, has for dinner. So, um, yeah, I think he's uh, he's got to be in there for me this week. But I am, yeah, slightly concerned about the injury.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see how that one goes. But Huang Hee-chan rounds off, you know, this team and he's a huge, huge enabler as well. Two goals out last time against Newcastle. He tore the defence to shreds. He's on absolute fire at the minute. So, you know, you're probably going to be keeping your eye on him for your, for your main team as well. I know you've got Jimenez, but, you know, he's a great option for this week, is the Aston Villa haven't looked, you know, defensively sound at times this season. So, you know, you're hoping that Huang Hee-chan can exploit that defence.
1: I think so. And, you know, it's a derby. Um, I think it'll be quite an open game as well. You know, he's 4.2% owned, got 13 points last game out, huge value. You know, putting him in there, you know, he slots in nicely because this team actually was the whole hundred million pound budget this week. So you know, I managed to slot him in there, but you know, I think he might score, to be honest. I think he um, you know he's got a big ceiling to get some big points. He's gonna be huge value. And you know, over time it might need to be that I swap him in for Hawang, and you know, he's the cheaper. A more valuable player because he's, he's a couple of million less but um yeah really excited about him he's got a, obviously other than being from South Korea, he does play very similar to son in the way you know he runs away finishes the way he moves the ball so um yeah he looks really really exciting and um yeah i think this weekend's a big fixture for him
0: yeah absolutely and you know obviously that is your full starting 11 and what a strong starting 11 it is for this week you know this game week 8 i don't know <laughs> So Guru, you have gone with a three-five-two formation and I haven't seen you pick this formation too many times um, in you know, the, the time that I have known you as an FPL manager. So I just want to sort of ask your thought process behind picking this formation for this week.
1: Yeah, look, I just wanted to go heavy on the midfielders this week. I think there's some really good midfield options, premium midfield options. Salah, De Bruyne's son, who are too good not to have in a scout 11. And then alongside them, you know, you can get great value out of Saka with a home fixture. And then Curtis Jones as well for Liverpool. Um, and look, I couldn't quite afford that Liverpool defender. So I thought, add an extra midfielder who's starting, who's getting points and have a five-man midfield instead. And then you've got your three at the back. You know, the three uh, three teams that have been, you know, keeping clean sheets this season. Um, and they're all, Christensen and White, are really good value. So happy to keep the three at the back, go with the cheap keeper. And then uh, the two up top should cover us because, You know, Lukaku's premium and option. If he's fit, you expect a couple of goals. And Huang just looks, you know, looks electric in the games he's played. So, yeah, really, really happy with uh, with the 3-5-2.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what's your expected points for this week, Guru? Do you think you're going to beat the average?
1: After what we saw last week, or sorry, two game last game week, shall I say, I am, you know, a little bit of doubt now. Um, But I think this one will beat the average. I think Salah... De Bruyne and Son, is having them in a team with a fit Lukaku is just too good to not beat the average. So um, I'm going to predict with Salah as captain and a fit Lukaku that this team can hit 70 points.
2: What is happening, FPL? Another week, another brilliant section on its way uh, for you to tell you with your game week headaches. Just a reminder before we head into the show, If you enjoy the video like D10 who's already watching, please hit the like button below, subscribe, turn on your notifications so that you never miss an upload. As always, have your say in the comments below and hit us up if you've got any advice, any tips that you've got headaches with, ready for your game week section this week. So, the Guru here. Guru, how are we today, mate?
1: I'm so excited, Jack. I can't wait. You know, not long until game week eight, so... Yeah, can't wait. International football's done and, uh, you know, we can look forward to game week Gate now.
2: Yeah, that's it, mate. And for those who are new to the pod and listening, what can we expect from a hop tips section?
1: So we're just going to go through a couple of key topics from uh, FPL this week and uh, we'll talk about, you know, what to do with certain, uh, certain players. So, you know, we won't go through those topics just yet um, as it's upcoming, but just key areas of FPL for this game
2: week. Perfect, mate. Fantastic stuff. And don't forget for all watchers and listeners, not only is this, this is our fourth stream of the week. We've got our preview pod that we did on Wednesday. Team selection, Scout 11 have already dropped. And this is our hot tips. Uh, and plus a bit of Q and A this evening. So um, make sure you check out on YouTube, our playlist, or if you tune on, uh, on your favorite podcast platform. So let's, um, let's just give a couple of shouts. Nick Nick Craig, Obviously, Nick Craig Senior is watching with us tonight. Um, Elliot's not here. Unfortunately, he's out celebrating. Uh, Max Watto, of course. I've um, already obviously mentioned um, D10 as well. So, thanks for joining, boys, and I hope you enjoy what we've got in store for you. So, let's get into it without further ado. Uh, tip number one, over to you, Guru.
1: So, the first one's the uh, the dilemma around Rafinha. Obviously, the uh, the Leeds midfielder. Unbelievable player. Unbelievable FPL asset. You know, we're all talking, do we have him or not in our teams this week? Uh, there's been 36 hours between the Brazil game finishing and the Saints uh, versus Leeds game starting. So there's not much turnaround time. You know, Biesler's come in and said, if he doesn't feel fatigued, you know, he'll put him in the team, whether that's, or in the squad, whether that's on the bench, whether that's in the lineup, we don't know yet. You know, we've got 72 minutes this morning for Brazil. Um, so at the moment, you know, we're kind of working out, do we want him? He's 20.3% selected. He's got a great run of fixtures after this as well, you know, and he's still number five for uh, creativity out of two hundred and fifty-two midfielders. So, you know, we're going to talk now: is it worth keeping him? Um, if you own him, bringing him in, or you know, avoid?
2: Yeah, listen, he's an absolute freak when he's on the pitch and with the ball, and he's going going to my wild card, which I know I want to talk about loads because i obviously on Wednesday I um, I let everyone know what what I was thinking. Rafinha wasn't in the team because purely of this dilemma we've got. So I am one of them people with this major dilemma. Is He's still cheap. He's still like 6.6. 6. Um, you know, he's down as my kind of third or fourth midfielder in there. Um, if you're on a wild card, is he, has he got to be in there this week?
1: I think if you're, if you're on a wild card, you can put him on the bench quite easily because if you're wild card in, you're going to have options. That's the one advantage you've got over people that don't have a wild card um or used a wild card early is you're more than likely gonna have options. So you've got a bench and you've probably got space to to put him on your bench if we do get some intel tomorrow that he might not play. Um, so I think if you're on a wild card, you can comfortably put him on the bench. Um and even if you don't have a wild card like me and you own him, you know, you could even just put him in the lineup and even if he comes on for 20, 30 minutes, I think he's got a chance of getting a goal or an assist. He scored two for Brazil earlier on as well. You know, he's someone that plays on and pure momentum as well. I think there's not going to be too much fatigue in his legs. I just get a feeling he, he, you've got to stick with him this week.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Listen, I'm, I'm going to have to. I've been playing around with this team even after posting it on Wednesday. Been messing around with this team so much, and I want I want him in there. But I'm, I'm looking at these defenders, strikers who to put in. I think Oli Walker peels give me a bit of headache with his Vardy move. He's got a bit in my head about him as well. But um, yeah, Rafinha, definitely. He's um, obviously great to watch. Passes the eye test very easily. With Bamford not in and around the team, he's, he's got to be like the main man in there. So I'm sure everyone's kind of looking at him. So if you've, if you've got him in your team, guys, if, you, if you're if you watching live now and you've got him, what are you going to do with him? Is he a big dilemma for you or is he a pretty safe option and you're keeping him in anyway? But yeah, let us know in the comments below. Um, all right, over to um, obviously tip number two. What we we thinking?
1: So, number two, there's been a lot of talk this week about Manchester City and, you know, their next three games. They've got the likes of Burnley at home. They've got Crystal Palace, Brighton away. And, you know, everyone's talking about is it time to get their players and is it time to get their midfielders in? Um, it's a tough one because, you know, you've got some really good, lots of options. You know, Pep Roulette, plenty of options. There's Foden, there's Bernardo Silva, there's De Bruyne. There was and Torres, but there's not now because he's going to be out for six weeks. So, you can. You can forget about him. You've got Mahrez, you've got Grealish. And there's obviously a lot of talk. What do we do? Do we put Foden in? Do we put De Bruyne in now? Do we go with Grealish? Obviously, there's there's never, ever a safe bet uh, with Pep and Manchester City. So, you know, at the moment, it's what do we do? And, you know, my recommendation is if you're comfortable with getting, you know, knowing you get a Man City midfielder in and you're comfortable knowing they'll play at least two matches out of three and you go in it with the mindset of, all right, I'm going to get Foden in, I'm only expecting two games out of three. Then do it. But if you're expecting anything more, you know, three starts and you're guaranteed, you know, starting the lineup for Man City, then I'd probably be staying away from them. So,
2: yeah, listen, great advice. And I think it's it's tough in it. They've got such a range of, well, such a big selection of these midfielders. You know, even if you know, yourself was manager of a Matt, I'm sure you'd be struggling to put in the team who who were the uh, the best players to put in. Who's nailed on? I mean, it's even with the defenders, the strikers. This two out of three is probably the best people can hope for, right? Um, the selection headache is real and it's you know, it's Pep Roulette. Like this is what it is.
1: That's that's it. And I think a lot of people, the problem with the Pet Roulette is a lot of fantasy managers, they come into it, they buy a Man City player, and then you know, they're disheartened when Pep puts him on the bench. But the reality is it happens year in, year out, season after season. You've got to go in this thinking, all right. I'm gonna get at least two games minimum. You have to have bench cover if you're gonna do it. So I think my overall verdict here right now, Man City Mids, they're not a must-have. You know, they've they've not shown enough this season to say they're a must-have. I'd probably have a sink, I'd give it a game, maybe a couple of games, and then you know, maybe start to work them in. But I don't think they're they're necessary right now. There's lots of other good options um, in midfield from, from plenty of other teams.
2: Yeah, nice. But if I can ask if you are gonna go. Who are your two, your two, uh, two players that you would could be going for, if if, you, if you're in that position? What two players would you risk? Yeah, if you've
1: got the luxury of, of someone on the bench to come on, if your player from Man City does get dropped, and you can risk one, one or two, then definitely Foden. You know, seven point nine million. Um, you know, he's looking quite hot at the moment. His last couple of games, he's got points. He's been brilliant. And then De Bruyne is obviously one with this Burnley fixture you'd really like, but he's a lot more premium. So probably Foden, De Bruyne, and uh, look, I've been a big fan of Grealish and FBL down the years. But This year, he's been steady with minutes, but he's not quite got returns. So um, probably not as keen on Grealish right now. Um, it'd probably be Foden and De Bruyne are sort of the two I'd, I'd feel safest with.
2: Yeah, beautiful. You Listen, you can't go wrong with them two as much as it pains me to say with my Manchester United top on, but... Listen, city players look great. De Bruyne, we know what he can bring to the game. Such a low ownership and that differential that we talked about in the other episode. And Foden, it looked good for England as well. Uh, Still very lively. So yeah, two nice choices. Um, Keep your questions coming in. We'll get to them at the end of this section. So if you've got any questions, want any advice from the guru or even from myself, we can uh, we can go into that one. Tip number three. What have we got?
1: So the last tip, it's what are we going to do with Lukaku and Rudiger? Obviously, both of them have had flags this week, orange flags, 75% fit is what FPL was telling us. So what do we do? Do we keep them? Do we pull through or do we get rid of them? So we've seen some people that have just you know made the sale. Ollie walker Peel, who's on our panel, he's got rid of uh, Big Rom. Um, you know, and there's a lot of people that are very uh, worried about Rudiger. He's had a bit of a back injury. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you know, Thiago Silva played 90 minutes against Uruguay for Brazil um, this morning, you know, so that's that's a position that you, you do not expect Thiago at 36 years old, 37 years old whatever he is now to come back he's a freak. Yeah. yeah, 36 hour uh turnaround time and play tomorrow. I think he's uh, he's at the equation. Um so I do think that Rudiger has to, you know, fight to be fit um and I feel like he might just make the lineup. I know he wasn't in training, but I think he'll make the lineup. Uh, and then with Lukaku, he was pitching in training. It was just muscle fatigue. I think you've got to keep Lukaku. This is the run of games we all bought him for. He's due a goal. Blank for you know a number of weeks, but you've got to have him in. You know he's got Norwich at home. You can't get rid of him now with Norwich at home next week. I think he'll score against Brentford. I think he'll play uh, Rudiger. I think he's touch and go to the last minute. But you know, again, you wouldn't sell him because um, if he doesn't play this week. More than likely play against Norwich next week anyway, um, but I got a feeling he might might just make it through anyway. So those two Chelsea players, you bought them for a reason. If you have to, make sure you got someone on the bench. But I'd be keeping both. I would not be selling Lukaku as well. No chance.
2: If you've ever been so sure, I think that is the strongest point you you've made in your, it, to date this season, Guru. You're very heavy on that one and two strong tips for our viewers, like even for me as well. Um, listen, Rudiger was in my team before I did the wild card, and after that, I think he's going to have to come back in. You know, he's got that flag over him, but I think I think your spawn is going to be wanting to play Brentford. Aren't going to be an easy game. He's going to yeah. want to put a full strength team out, whoever he can. Make sure if he's available, he's, there's a chance. Even if he's like 75, 80 I think he's going to put him in he? for for both for both players.
1: And they need uh, you know Tony's been brilliant lately. You know, even Van Dyke. You know, one of the best defenders in the world uh, struggled on Tony when he last played, so you know they're going to need someone on him. I think Rüdiger can, you know, match him for his his physical strength, and I think Chelsea need him this weekend. So, you know, I think if if Rüdiger's touch and go, they'll they'll put him in the lineup. But even if he does miss this weekend, you kind of want him anyway. He's the most consistent Chelsea yeah. defender in FPL.
2: That's it. We're all after these nailed players. The runner fixtures for Chelsea, as we've said, unbelievable runner fixtures. Uh, so someone like Rudiger, yeah, he's got to go in. You know, unless you've got the budget for Aspi, then I think, yeah, I think he's Rudiger's even more nailed on, isn't he? And then obviously same with Lukaku. He's definitely in my team for my wild card. I'm sure he's in a lot of teams in there. I know he's had a disappointing couple of weeks. We know all he's got rid of him, like you said, but. He's gonna be, I think he's gonna be banging in. He? He's he's gonna be popping the the back of the net and rippling the goal. Um, for me, he's he's the one in there for sure. I
1: agree, and with uh, Lukaku as well. I think the big scene Norwich next week as well. You hold on to him till then. Um, that's the game that we're all expecting a couple of goals from. And um, yeah, I think you'd just be mental to sell him right now if he's in your team.
2: All right, beautiful. So, hot tip number one: the the Rafinha, uh hold or sell. Hold beautiful man city midfielders, buy or miss?
1: You can miss for now, I think we can wait on them. So, so, miss
2: fantastic. And uh, the hot tip number three it was Lukaku and Rudiger injuries, keep bench or sell
1: 100% keep
2: perfect. All right, well, that that wraps up the uh, the hot topic for, the, for this week. This section, we're going to go into the and uh, QA, so make sure you hang around, guys. We've got a few questions to get on to but we'll see you after this short break. All right, Guru. Let's get into it. We've got a couple of questions here already, uh, a couple of inquiries from uh, our listeners, a couple of the regulars on here like we went through before. We're going to start with uh, Bishwat. Um, Whose jersey will be on its way very shortly? He he won ours in the uh, the Twitter competition? The uh, the very first FPL addicts uh, player jersey. So, Bishwat, thanks for tuning in once again. He's after who is the best budget defender around four to five million. So he's got a bit of cash to spend there, and obviously defenders are around that price range anyway. But who do you think is the best in there, Guru? For him,
1: I think right now um, there's a couple. Liveramento, obviously we spoke about him a lot. Saints have got some really good fixtures coming up. Um, they've had a couple of games this year where they've been quite stubborn at the back. They've kept clean sheets. They've also had games where they've not kept clean sheets, but Livermento's has provided assists. He won the penalty against Chelsea last time out. So Livermento, if you don't own him already, 100%, get him in. Um, but if you already own him, but also I think Ben White's a really good pick at the moment. Um, you know, He's sitting around the 4.4 4 to 4.5 mil range. Uh, Arsenal, you know, been keeping clean sheets. Um, they kept clean sheets last season under Arteta as well. Um, I think they had the third best defence in the league. So, for that price for an Arsenal defender, um, you know, it's a bit of a no brainer if you're looking for a budget. So, I think Liveramento and Ben White are probably the two best bets right now within that range. If you go more towards the 5 mil, um, you know, I do like uh, Christensen. I think he's gone up now to what, 5.1. So, if you can stretch it out to Christensen, but again, might get a bit of rotation. Um, and I'm also liking. Um, the looks of uh, Romero at Spurs when he gets back into the team. Um, I think he's quite a good shout. And uh, also, I don't mind Souffal as well at West Ham. I'm a big fan of Souffal. I think his cool. price has dropped, but you could, probably hop, you could probably wait on him at the moment. But um, more so keen on your Libramentos and Ben Whites right now. Uh, the other two are probably sort of outside bets a little bit later on down the track, who I think are going to start returning at some stage.
2: Yeah, nice. To, listen, two top picks there in my wild card again. Livermento and White. Um, you know they're they getting picking up the points. We saw Ben White uh, in game week seven pick up seven points. He got the bonus point in there, um, plus obviously the clean sheet. So I think yeah, them two players will complement. He's already Diaz, Cancelo, and Shaw are His defenders. So them two coming in would uh, be a nice compliment on them. So hopefully, hopefully that helps Bishwat. and we'll um, obviously maybe let us know how you get on for obviously into the, in the next one. Um, so if we go over to uh, oh Nick Craig, he's, he's saying great up lads, great updates, um, giving them all the good tips. Not that like it's going to help his position. I did scroll past um, Nick Craig in our free mini league. I think he was uh, down in the, uh, you know, the five, six hundreds in there, but keep it up, Nick. And if you, you know, if you need any help, the gurus here, so if you need any choices and selections, obviously, yeah, let us know. Um, day 10, one of our uh, locals and regulars, uh, Foden is the best bet, so I think obviously that's in regard to our man. City so picks in there, obviously, Guru. You've already kind of alluded to him on there, um, saying how obviously how good he was. And he goes on to mention if um, Lukaku doesn't bag in the next two games, he's gone. What do you think of that?
1: Uh, you know what? I think he's probably not wrong there. Um, you know, Brentford and Norwich in the next two, they're the sort of games we did buy. Lukaku, four. So, you know, if he does blank in them, you'd probably be thinking, why do I own him? Because he'd probably be on what, four to five blanks in a row at that stage. Um, yeah. But then after that, he's got the likes of Burnley, Newcastle as well. So you just know, if you did take him out um, uh, in a couple of games, he's probably going to score at some stage. I just don't think he's the type of striker that's going to, um, you know, continue to blank and blank and blank. Um, yeah, I can see that. I can see why, you know, FPR managers are, are thinking about that. Um, so yeah I I can, I can understand it but I think he uh, I think he'll score if he plays this weekend and I think he'll bag a couple against Norwich which will will make up for as well uh, his blanks as well.
2: Yeah, I think listen if he if he's he's got, he's got to be getting the goals. I can't see anyone else carrying that team. He's been brought in to score the, all these goals has not he this year and yeah I really like Lukaku. I know he didn't go great United, He's still got quite obviously, a good few goals but all he couldn't really uh, find his fit and get him and mould him into the team that we had at the time. So it's interesting to see how he's going to go in that team with Tuchel. He's, just, he's obviously a tactical genius, isn't he, as we've seen already. And I think with that addition of Lukaku in there, he just needs to find his feet again and, and he'll, he'll you know he'll get the goals. He's been looking great In he has been looking good. He just needs to obviously uh, get in those positions now. He's got some good run of fixtures, like we said. Um, over to, uh, here we go, the GOAT, Rory Gorman. He was going to do uh, an L. Um, obviously, we've mentioned who's not on tonight. He's going to do a rollover. L must have about 20 transfers stocked up um, from boxing <laughs> never, never doing his transfers. But he's got, um, with Roman Rudiger and Raph being possibly out, he might have to use his transfer. Uh, what do you think, mate? Obviously, I know you've alluded to a couple of these already.
1: Um, I would, I'd be, uh, I think you're safe with uh, Lukaku. I think he's fine. You can certainly forget him. Rudiger and Rafinha are obviously a bit touch and go. So... Um, Again, Rory, it just depends who you've got on the bench. If you've got some cover to come in for Rudiger and Rafinha, then um, you probably could just roll over. If you've got no one in your bench and you are concerned, you know, you might be able to make a adjustment where one of those subs that um, might not be someone that you want to start, you might be able to transfer one of them out. But I wouldn't be transferring out um, Rafinha or Rudiger, no way um, at this stage. So I think you might just get away with it. I, I do get this feeling that Rudiger is going to be okay. And I just, Bit of me just thinks Rafinha is going to, um, you know, he's going to make it back, and and they're just going to put him in from the start, and we might get an hour out of him. So, um, yeah, I just get this feeling with Leeds and Biesler. and Leeds need do need another result as well. Um, and I think Rafinha is just going to be on a, an absolute high after the Brazil game, you know, scoring two goals. It was his first ever start for Brazil. Um, so yeah, I get, I get this feeling. I do get this feeling that he'll appear at some point in the game and and provide something.
2: Yeah, beautiful, mate. Thanks for that. And then uh, Bishwaik just comes in again. Best captain of game week eight: Salah, or Ronaldo, or KDB. I'd be I'd be scared if he's got all three of them in his team. By the way. Yeah,
1: God, what a you know what a set of players to have. Um, what a trio. Um, I think they're all good captains this week, but um, it's hard to to say no to Salah. You know, great record against Watford. He's got a really good record in the. Um, I think the early fixtures away from home. Um not so good in the early fixtures at Anfield, but this game is at Vicarage Road. I know is a way, away record in the early kickoffs quite good. Um so um I think still Salah um I'll still back him to score and an assist or maybe even grab a couple. I think he's gonna gonna continue his streak. I know Watford have got a new manager boost um with Ranieri, but yeah I just think from those three Salah can't look past him right now.
2: Yeah, the man himself, Mo Salah, absolute machine, isn't he? Um, Let's go to this one. Um, It's a shame. (laughs) Elliot Craig's not on for this one, but D10's asked thoughts on Steve Bruce. Obviously, he'd been a United legend. A thousand games as manager against Spurs. YI. It's, um, yeah, listen, Dan, I love Steve Bruce. I love that he's not managing United, but it's, um, you know, he's at Newcastle instead. And I think it's every credit that he's managed to get a thousand. Games he might get that win against uh Spurs. I'm not too sure he's going to go 1001 games, but it's, uh, it's great to see. Hopefully, it goes well. It'd be nice for him to get a chance to uh, spend a bit of cash, but and and have the team himself. Uh, but I can't see it lasting too long there. Don't know what you think, Matt.
1: Um, yeah, look, you know, big congrats to Steve Bruce getting this thousand games, it's an amazing achievement, and you know, not many managers get that, but um, yeah, look, I think uh. First couple of days with um, the Newcastle takeover, I kind of thought, oh, maybe I do feel a bit sorry for Bruce and he's going to get pushed aside. But I've thought about it a little bit more. And, you know, I just think if they lose this weekend, it's eight games in the league now without a win. Um, You know, the most goals conceded to date in the Premier League. They've got a good team. You know, they've got some good players in there. Willock, St Maximin, um, you know, likes LaSalle. He's a decent centre-back as well. They've They've got good players. Callum Wilson. So, I know he's coming back into the team, but, you know, they've got players there. So, um, yeah, I think um, I think if they don't win this weekend, they've got to get rid of him. Um, you know, bring someone else in that, that's going to play, you know, more vibrant style of play. Um, you know, just be more enjoyable for the Newcastle fans. They deserve better football and there's Lampard available. Um, I think he could do a good job there. There's Eddie Howe as well. You know, he's, he's, he's a talented manager and I think even someone like Eddie Howe would be better than Steve Bruce right now. So... That's just yeah, my take on it.
2: Yeah, been on the sidelines for a fair while now Eddie Howany I mean, and I think he turned down the uh, Celtic job as well. Hey but what what do you think about this I've been thinking about this one for about a season uh, guru if managers could get FPL points who would you have as your manager?
1: Ah oh, that would be a great addition I think to the game yeah. you know that'd be a really really good addition to the game if uh, you know managers were ranked with price points and you had to put one in I think that's actually a really good shout of might need yeah. to contact FPL and, and let them know uh, <laughs> It's a great shout. That's a really, really good idea. Um, you know, would you go premium? Um, you obviously got would have to try and factor that into your um, your 100 million budget. Um, who would I go? Is You know, you'd, you'd probably be looking at, I guess it would depend on the points uh, regime, right? If you're getting yeah. three points for a win, um, depending on how they score it with points. Um, I think they'd have to put criteria in it, criteria in there, things like, you know, a match winning sub scores a goal, you get a point, or things like that, because otherwise someone like Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp or Tuchel are just gonna, you know, dominate in terms of points. So um yeah, I think um I wouldn't mind Graham Potter right now. Big fan of Graham Potter. So um yeah, you know, yes. him or him or a Brendan Rodgers, I think would be probably a mid tier price. So um yeah, I wouldn't mind one of those.
2: I reckon they might be your enabler managers. Um, So I think this is a great one, actually, a good good relevant one. Maguire and Varane, both out, as we know. Nick, I don't know why you've got both of them in your team, mate. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) But if they are are in your team, how can we help with that one? Um, So, yeah, just from my side, listen, Maguire and Varane they're Both going to be out. Well, I think Veron might be back quicker uh, than what McGuire may be. But um, you know, if you've got any transfers, I'd be definitely using my transfers and and getting you know, one at least one of them out. What about you, Matt?
1: Yeah, look, I'd I'd be um I'd be looking at getting at least one of them. You probably you know could bench one of them for now if he's injured and then you know replace a more expensive one. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of options. You know, you've got the likes of um you know Cresswell, who's around those sort of price points, who's on-set pieces for West Ham. He was brilliant. You know, He was in the top five scoring defenders last season. Um, you could then even go more budget with Ben White if you haven't got him already. Um, and then you save yourself a million or so to put elsewhere. So, yeah, there's plenty of options out there, um, which are better than obviously having the two two injury-prone players, or sorry, not injury-prone, currently injured, injured players. Yeah. Um, but, you know, depending on how long they're out for as well, um, you might even want to do a, um, a quick switch up to like a Lindelof or someone. Um, so you know there is there is that chance as well if you do want another Man United defender, but yeah, I'd probably just be doing a, an easy switch to uh, to a Ben White to be honest and cashing in the money.
2: Yeah, nice. And on the Arsenal assets, uh, Bishwat as I just mentioned about any Arsenal assets to look at, um, and then uh, Rory came in and just offered his his take on that Ramsdale, Tierney, and Saka. I think we can add Ben White. Obviously, after the, what you've mentioned already, Ben White to that one. Um, any, any other players in there? Any more attacking threats you think, or do you want to add into these Arsenal players to look out for? Yeah,
1: I think there's a few, they've got quite a few good budget players at the moment. I think Emil Smith Rose, another one. Um, is it Tommy Asu? The uh, is it, yeah, is that the fullback, yeah, 4.6. He is, it, yeah, the, the um, fullback, yeah. Years, you know. yeah. He's uh, you know, I think he's got a good chance of getting um, you know, BPS bonus points down the track as well, just with the style of play that he has. And He's very good at keeping the ball, um, he gets up and down that flank, so. Um, I think he's a really good option. Probably him and Smith Rowe, um, along with the ones that Rory mentioned, are probably the uh, the key ones. I wouldn't be looking at, um, you know, your Bami Yangs, um, You know, that's FPL two three seasons ago now. Um, you know, he's he's been in the in the mention for you know a, a long term hold for a while. He's someone you can do a one week punt on here and there, but yeah. Um, now I think Smith Rowe, Tommy Sue, um, and the ones that Rory mentioned are probably the best. There isn't too many others. Pepe. Um, just isn't doing it week in, week out. He's not guaranteed a start. So um, now I think the ones mentioned are, are all pretty good value.
2: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Arsenal go in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, they've got this run of games. Uh, they've already kind of pulled out a few one 0 wins. It'd be interesting to see what other players step up and deliver for them. So then we could not obviously. You've only mentioned a couple, a handful of players there. So I mean, it'd be good to you know be able to mention a few more players. I like likes when Martinelli's died off. Um, I, much of I don't know if he's been injured or not, but he's been pretty quiet. Oh, your favourite, Max Watto, has just piped up. <laughs> Here we go. This is a great one. Son or KDB?
1: Oh, hey, Max. I hope you're good, mate. And uh, it's good to have you, uh, have you in the comments. Um, I would be, uh, yeah, I'd be picking Son. Um, right now, I'd be picking Son. Um, you know, he's about two million cheaper. Um, you know, again, midfielder playing as a forward. So, um, and the thing is, Spurs are very reliant on Son. Um, you know, Man City have got so many options. I just don't think KDB. He's, he's obviously going to get big points this season at some stage, but you know, right now, he's not. Um, you know, a necessity in the side. I think Son. Yeah, he's definitely got um, a good chance of getting a goal against Newcastle. There's fixtures afterwards. That he's got a good record in. We saw how good he was last season in FPL as well. So, if I had to pick between the two, it's got to be Son right now.
2: Yeah, perfect. So I would not disagree at all. I think the only threat with obviously KDB, they've got Champions League as well, they still need a couple of wins in that one to guarantee um, to get through. But I think so, you know, the threat that's on obviously the Europa Conference that, uh, you know, Tottenham find themselves in this year, that they're obviously going to win in that right guru. Um, yeah, maybe. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Can't even guarantee not, that. It's, it's sort of Mourinho,
1: the- right? Mourinho and Roma. It's, it, it's, you can just imagine him getting to the final, it, Mourinho, parking the bus. <laughs>
2: But that's it. So, uh, yeah, Son, Son's in my wild card. I think I, I trust him now. I think he'll deliver. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited to see him. Um, one from me, actually, Guru, just before we wrap up. Um, I'm trying to, fit, obviously, fit another Chelsea asset in my team. Well, a Chelsea asset with Rudiger in my team. I've got Cancelo now. I looked at Diaz. Obviously, two great options. What about Kyle Walker? Talk to me about Kyle Walker. Downgrading, 5.5, pretty much plays majority of games. Um He might just free up that budget to help me get a player in. I'm I'm sure a couple of people find themselves in that situation possibly as well. What do you think about him?
1: Carl Walker's been brilliant this season in FPL. Consistent. He's played every. I think he's played every game. Um, He's kept clean sheets in every game bar maybe one or two. Um, So yeah, I think bar two games, he's kept a clean sheet in every other game. He's got a few bonus points. I think he's a great option at five point five. I will just say though with City. Diaz is the only nailed one right now. I saw the, the the Man City Instagram earlier and Zinchenko's back. They did a post with Zinchenko. He's back in training. They might put him left back. They might put Cancelo right back. You know, Walker then gets dropped. He did play quite a few minutes for England. But then you might see Zinchenko left back, Walker right back. So um, but I do think Walker's a great option. Um, he's obviously played all the games so far, which is, is catching our eye. But I do think if you get him in now, um, and he does miss one of the next sort of three games in, in what are the uh, you know easier fixtures for Man City. Then again, you, you've got to buy him with the with the mentality of all right, I might only get two out of three games for him. Um, but I think he's he's a good option because in those two games, you'd expect him to get clean sheets and uh, and points. So and you get 0.5 extra in the bank. So um, I do like Kyle Walker.
2: Perfect. Cheers for that one. I think that is where we'll leave it. So Guru, thanks for your time today. Three hot tips. Uh, We've been through them, so make sure you check them out, take his advice. Um, And then as we leave the podcast now, Game Week 8, that is up to you guys now. We've given you all the tips, the news and advice. If you like the videos, please hit the like and subscribe button below, turn your notifications on. Thank you for everyone that's joined us, and we'll see you for tomorrow, D10 who's been very active today will be on the watch along along with Ollie Walker-Peel who will be leading that. So make sure you tune in Liverpool versus Watford. Thanks for tuning in guys and we'll see you next time.